After more than 14 years abroad, I have seen plenty of expats completely fail, pack up, and go back home. And in this episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter, I wanted to jump into some of the reasons why I think that this might be more likely to happen for some rather than others. Roll that intro. Hello there, I'm Rafael Di Furia, back at it again on another Friday night, and to jump right into things, on the last episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter, where I had a sit-down session with Josh and Kaylee from Expats Everywhere, there was a topic that came up about when they lived in Saudi Arabia, and how, for some people there, it was just jumping too far into the deep end. So that's the first thing I want to talk about, is that when many people go abroad, they have an idea built up in their head, and they only are willing to experience life in one place. They're not willing to try things and really put themselves out there. Of course, this can go to too far of an extent, so we'll get into that in a second. But when you're trying life abroad, don't be so stuck on one location, one town, one village, one country, or one region, because maybe by expanding your horizons just a little bit, you'll be able to find something that actually is much more to your liking. Sometimes individuals choose to go to countries that may present more of a challenge to them because of a large cultural difference. And that was another thing that was briefly spoken about with Josh and Kaylee, that if you are going maybe from the U.S. to Europe, that it's going to be a little bit of an easier transition than going from the U.S. to maybe the Middle East or certain other parts of the world where there's going to be a larger cultural difference. And that's one thing that people get into their mind is like, oh, if I had a bad experience in this place, then bad experiences are going to be like this everywhere. Of course, everything is going to be the same in every location, but of course, even in your own country, you can't treat all places the same. Of course, like in every episode that I talk about these topics, I have to bring up learning the language. And that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of people choose to leave the countries that they've chosen to live in. But I'm going to extend this point from beyond just language to language and culture. There are going to be aspects of both which are very much intertwined and some that have nothing to do with each other. I mean, even in some parts of the world, staring, I've mentioned this in previous episodes, can be much more common than where you're from. I mean, in the States, like people are very much taught to don't stare, don't look too much, like you, you, you kind of do your own thing. But in some other parts of the world, I've walked around where it's been the norm, where people will not just look at you, not just stare at you, but they will track as they are going. <laughs> they will keep in line and they don't hide it or anything. My personal idea of kind of more of an American approach to it is kind of like looking out of the side of your eye and kind of trying to do so without getting caught. But in some places they are very, very blatant about it. Another one of the reasons why I think people really end up failing as a quote unquote expat immigrant, whatever the word is that you're going to use about it. By the way, if you're someone who has an issue with that word, feel free to check out the episode that I'm going to leave linked down in the comment section below why I use the term expat instead of immigrant or why I choose to use them interchangeably because of how I see them. Something that I often notice is that there are many people who will leave their country, and I'm not saying from the US specifically, or from uh, China, or from Germany, or from Azerbaijan. What I'm talking about is that it's human nature to want to hold on to old habits. However, that is going to be something that can really be detrimental in a move abroad. In my opinion, it's really important to at least try to put yourself out there and try to maybe not jump 
far into the deep end, but to kind of jump into those comfortable waters where you can still keep your head above the waterline and be able to breathe. But of course, this comes on the flip side where sometimes people do choose to go too far into the deep end. Like I was mentioning before, they think, oh gosh, no, the horrible country and this and the rest of the world is crap. And my country's the best country, all that stuff. Then in those situations, then okay, maybe you put yourself a little too far out there, but putting yourself out there and allowing yourself to really be able to take in what is available will make a huge, huge difference. And not just from a cultural perspective, but also from a food perspective, from a social perspective, from uh, even just exploration of where you are, being able to go walk out into a different neighborhood, into a different city, into a different region of the country where you're in can expand your horizons greatly. But of course, humans generally are creatures of habit. And so it's comfortable to do certain things and have your way about going things and not trying the things that are outside of, I guess, your reality, so to speak. And this kind of gets into my next point, though, where there are many people who are wanting to start a wonderful, amazing, beautiful new life, but they're not willing to. There's a difference between wanting and willing and able and actually doing. There are huge differences between these various stages and some people never actually go past a certain point. And that is another aspect that I would say is major. There are many people who will move abroad but will be interested in just maybe staying inside of their home, watching television in their language from their country, streamed across the globe, basically living the same life that they once had in their old country. And they say, oh, well, life here is not too different. But of course, it's not too different because you're not doing anything different. You're not changing your lifestyle. And that's a thing that some people will automatically think, oh, because I'm in a new place, then that of course means that everything changes. No. When you're given an opportunity, you have to actively participate in taking advantage of that opportunity given to you. Just waiting for a miracle to come along and pick you up and take you out isn't always the case. And sometimes you have to make the miracle happen. And not to get too religious or spiritual here, but say if you do believe in some sort of higher power and believe that things are brought in front of you, then you have to allow yourself to be in front of that thing for it to be there. You have to be at the same place at the same time. If you're sitting on your couch in your living room, then your chances of encountering unique situations is going to be limited to none. But of course, this particular aspect kind of comes along the lines of unrealistic expectations. But another factor, which I would say is very much tied into all of this, and I've mentioned this many, many, many times on Not Your Average Globetrotter, is getting stuck in the expat bubble and not being willing to explore beyond that. It is very easy, especially if you land in a location where there are other people that are from your location, that you can fall into your community and again, have things almost the same as they were back in your country of origin with just basically a different background behind them. Again, I've talked about this a lot on Not Your Average Globetrotter. And the reason why I do is because it is so often and so easily overlooked. Taking time to meet local people and to become friends and to spend time with them. No, it's not easy whatsoever, but it is extremely necessary when you're in a different country to be able to connect with people from there. And I'm not just saying from a social perspective, but I'm saying also from a practical perspective, but I'm not saying only one or only the other. 
you need to be able to communicate with others at the end of the day. You need to be able to have interactions, at least for most people. Some people really just don't want that in life, and I don't blame them. But if you are going to be in a new place where you don't have community, where you don't have your people around you, it's important to take steps to be able to recreate that or create something new. And if something, heaven forbid, goes wrong in your life that you have somebody to be able to rely on. And even last year, I ended up getting sick with what we'll called the 2020 bug. Uh, YouTube, you have to speak in certain ways. They, whatever, different topic for a different day. But the 2020 bug, I had offers from a bunch of people that I knew saying, hey, can I bring you something? Can I help you with something? Even some people showed up with food ready to eat, like freshly cooked. And I was just like, wow, if I just kind of was on my own doing my own thing, then of course this wouldn't happen. Of course, if somebody were to get into that type of situation, I would make that same offer to them and I would do the same thing for them. I mean, it's not just a take, it's also a give. You have to be, there's an even uh, kind of back and forth that happens in friendship. I mean, that's what friendship is at the end of the day anyway. And yes, this week's episode is a little bit on the shorter side, but there's one point that I really wanted to jump back into, and that is about not taking advantage of what the place has to offer, as well as kind of jumping into the deep end. And we'll look at it, I feel like I'm using a lot of swimming metaphors here, but when moving abroad, just like getting into a hot tub, you have to be very methodical about getting in. If you just jump in all the way, you're going to want to jump right back out. It's going to be too hot. You're going to get uncomfortable and that's it. You're not going to want to get back in. But if you slowly put your foot in and then you get up to your knees and then you get up to your waist and kind of just make your way, you ease your way into it. It's going to make it comfortable. Sometimes, though, when moving abroad, of course, you can't really just take that kind of slow easing into it. But of course, before moving abroad, there are steps that you can take to help ease into it. Of course, learning the language like I spoke about before, learning about the culture, learning about the people. But even with that said, I will still say that sometimes it does make sense for some people to just jump and go and take that plunge because it can really be worth it. I mean, I'm the type of person that I will do a lot. I mean, a lot of research before moving to a place and I'll have a good enough of an idea after having lived in different countries and different locations, different places that I can usually make up my mind pretty well before even having arrived there. So that's another factor of being able to kind of ease into things. Is it right for you? But there's a certain point where you just have to jump on the plane get ready get set and go and that's going to be it for this episode of not your average globe trotter thank you all so much for supporting this project through patreon the one-time donations like the thanks button here on youtube stay safe and healthy out there and i will see you all next time later <laughs>